Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. We've had a lot of big casts lately. We have. <laughs> we have. We've got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, we've also got actual news this time. We do. We can just jump right into that. <laughs> um, so they have spoiled. Uh, so we got an image out of, uh, I don't know, it seemed like out of Gamma, I think. That's what I heard. But they uh, spoiled the uh, the Shadow Collective box, at least like what it looks like on the outside. Um, so cool artwork. It is cool artwork. It's like the gathering of the forces. Um, and it appears that uh, you're going to be getting Maul, some Mandos, some Pikes, and some Black Sun in that box. Um, there was confirmation that there's 22 minis in the box, and it's about $69.99 MSRP. Um so that's like, uh, you know, probably like three units plus of all, I would guess. Based that's on actually like, cheaper than I expected it to be with yeah, some of the uh, like production problems that the world has had yeah, in the past couple of years. Hopefully it also includes like since it's like acting as like it says Shadow Collective starter set on it. I'm hoping that it also includes like dice and movement tools and battle cards and all that stuff so that like people can jump right in and yeah. then I can have like eight more sets of dice. I need oh. to replace some of my movement tools at this point because they've gotten a little loose, so <laughs> that would be nice. Do do we know if they're doing this for the other factions as well, like as a starter box? So as of this point, because um, this is a cool idea. That, yeah, battle forces are going to be print and play. So I don't think so. No. Well, no, <laughs> they, was, yeah, they made some not confirmed comments that it's due to supply chain issues that originally they wanted to do boxes, but that's not the case. So hopefully that changes in the future. But mm-hmm. if it means that we actually get them and, you know, can actually use them, cool, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited um, either way. Like, I would honestly, like, I was really looking forward to the idea of, like, getting my hands on, like, some new Rebels in hard plastic so I can, like, you know, paint them again. Because, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. painting those, like, Rebel Trooper sculpts from, like, the core set are, is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's It's atrocious. They're so... They're just not on the level that everything else is now. It's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, just look at the old Wookiees compared to the new ones. That, that plastic change is huge. <sighs> yeah, I remember when those like plastic Wookiees came out, the old ones. I was like, man, these are awesome. Look how big they are. And like now they look like they got like Shit. dwarfism or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no. The other thing that we did get some confirmation on is the bounty hunters are going to turn into mercenaries. Ugh. Yeah, is I this, mean, is this like all bounty hunters or like new ones that are coming out or according to the like, are there are there any in the Shadow Collective box? We don't know about that, but the the quote from them was that the current bounty hunters will be changing to mercenaries and will be able to be used in at least one additional faction, although Boba will likely still just be Empire. Because the, the quote the, from the stream, the card they did like we did actually we saw a very blurry picture of the uh, Pike Syndicate uh gang members card whatever they are um i can't remember what they're called um we can't actually see the points clearly it looks like it's like 48 points um we're not sure about that but there are four faction symbols on that card so they can be played in all four factions which is basically like hey you have to buy these now (laughs) um but go ahead i don't love that idea but it's going to be really fun to see how the game evolves from that yeah like that's a slippery slope, but hopefully it's been walked nicely. Yeah, because I think there's some really, really fun combos that you can get out of that, especially when you start taking some of these like mm-hmm. melee cores. Yeah, 
with that uh that electro whip. So you tell me I could like double magna whip and like double pike whip. <laughs> um no one's moving. Uh so <laughs> not the range four whip right though, right? Not the range four whip, no, it's just uh <laughs> melee to one. <laughs> They did. They did show the on stream the uh, the actual like Pike uh, soldiers box, like the expansion box. So there is like a you can you don't have to buy like six shadow collective boxes if you want six units of Pikes. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. I I didn't get a chance to actually watch the stream, so that was on my. I concerns. saw images, so thank you for everybody for grabbing screenshots. Um, but yeah, so so it's it pretty cool. Is everything else coming out in an individual box as well? Like, is there going to be a, like a solo mall? I I don't know. I don't. Okay. I doubt it because they've said that like mall and the mandos are only available to be played in that battle force. Okay. So I imagine you're going to have to buy that box to at least get mall, and I bet mandos. Yeah, I'll bet you that they're kind knows, of though? they'll they'll run the same way as uh, like how Grievous has done, how Commander Vader has been, where you do have to buy the core box to get that that faction. Commander. I do hope that the they got to make money somehow, right? right? I do hope that like the like the Pike sculpts that come in the Shadow Collective box are maybe some of them will be different from the ones that come in the expansions. Instead of cool. like maybe yeah. there's a couple different ones so that like you know your whole army doesn't include the same like six guys. Like yeah. if it yeah you know, hopefully hopefully they do that and it's not like a single upgrade card because I remember when the original starters released there was like grenades, a single... concussion grenades exactly. yeah that's what it was. <laughs> There, there wasn't. They yeah. were only in like the Rebel Trooper and yep. and Stormtrooper boxes. All the Rebel <laughs> players were like, "Oh no, I have to buy Rebel Troopers to get my impact grenades because <laughs> we need impact." Yep. Put these grenades um, on my Rebel Troopers. This will be fine. <laughs> I'm hoping that they add a uh, like another card pack. I know they had talked about that previously yeah. in some of the original streams, but we haven't had any further info on that. So it'd be really cool if that was like a dual release because there's a lot of upgrades that have just come out these days that are just freaking irrelevant and some that have become more relevant as time has gone on. I feel on. like I keep seeing people posting pictures of Yoda being like, yeah, I don't play Republic, but I needed Burst of Speed, so I painted yeah. a Yoda. Yeah, I, I still like, don't have literally. Burst of Speed because yeah. of that. I don't have a Yoda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I have a Yoda. Yeah, I have a Yoda now. Yeah. yeah. But I got first to speed just from a buddy off the hand the first time i mean this year. Nice. i actually have two copies of versus speed now because we split that box and then, oh yeah uh, you're right I, uh, I, have, yeah. I have two bursts of speed and then one of evan's burst of fasts i have one of those ones too the yep. Trooper. No. They're, yep. they're fun. yeah he brought those to packs that was fun that's actually not a terrible segue to jump into our events coming up events, so many events. a lot of events yeah adepticon is next weekend i believe and uh, Fifth Trooper is actually going to be streaming Adepticon again, so that's awesome. Exciting. Uh, David from Yavin Base is actually taking the opportunity to finally play an event versus just talking about them. So good for him. And Fifth Trooper is going to be doing the uh, the live stream. Awesome. So that's going to be super fun. Now, Adep- Adepticon puts on a good show. Adepticon isn't the replacing worlds, is it? It like, is not. It okay. is going to be the first new qualifier for the worlds that is coming in quote unquote late 2022. Um, so it'll be the first in the qualification circuit. I don't think we've gotten details yet on what the rest of that circuit will look like, but we know that Adepticon will have some invites. We don't know if they're being burned or if they're being passed down yet or how many are going out either, though. Gotcha. I kind of hope they get passed down because two-thirds of that field that finishes in the top 16 is probably going to have an invite already. 
Yeah, but there's already a lot of invites out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's my other that's the other issue with that is that like we can we sit on different ends of that fence. <laughs> well, I so I'm actually of the opinion that invites at major events should be burned regardless of what the status is and if you want to pass them down at RPQs, that's fine. Uh so I but, think there should be like a rule to passing and then that's fine. Like if yeah. they want to be like, oh, they can at an event like that, they can't drop past top eight. I'm that, okay yeah, that. that's because somebody will idea. somebody will make it into top eight who doesn't have an invite already. Like that's true. That will happen. And then at like an RPQ, like if second place did not get does not have an invite, they can take the invite, but after that it's gotta burn. That's yeah, that's actually a really <clears> good idea. And that'll probably come into play for like the twenty twenty three world's qualifiers because I would wager that of the like 240 invites that have been passed out uh, so far for this upcoming Worlds, 85 of those people don't even play anymore. Probably. You know, I mean, we've had some weird changes in the last couple of years. There's definitely and at least a few with a lot of them, that don't really play anymore. So. Yeah, and with a lot of them also being like, there's a lot of European invites that are out there. There's a lot of Australian invites out there. Like, planes are way too expensive to get in for one tournament that we don't even have any details. That's realistically only like six months away at this point. I mean, if it's 2022, we've got like nine months left. <laughs> well, they still have to announce yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's you know, it's mean, not going like, to be December because they're not going to do Christmas time. No, they could, though. We could do it. They could. Unplugged. I hope not. I'll Don't be, be able to get off be, work for that. I'll be happy to T.O. PAX Unplugged if they need it. <laughs> we can find the space. Because AMG is Seattle based, right? In yeah. Portland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. I don't have to fly to... <laughs> to the Pacific Northwest in December. Yes. At least yes. it'll be a nice place to go. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, smaller news, we have a, an event at Showcase, which is Nick's home base here in southeastern Pennsylvania. Yay. That'll be April 2nd. Uh, yeah. We're expecting another like 18 to 24 person turnout. So make sure you sign up on the TTO link. Um, if I if my sources are correct, we'll have some fun guests there. So uh, if you want to <laughs> test your metal, we'll have some good players there. Woo woo. I'm excited. I've got some new tables ready. I've got like two new tables, like done, done. I even sealed them this morning because weather was okay and they're ready. And then I'm like finishing up a couple more cool tables, cool terrain. Love it. What's Are these your, pictures uh, you've been sending me? Probably. What's your table count at now? A lot. Um, so <laughs> when I finish these next two and I'm working on two, uh, I'm working on two Kashyyyk tables at the same time. One of them is going to be added to the frontline inventory after ACO. So uh, that should, so you'll be able to play on it at any event coming up. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, so I'm up to, I'll be up to 22. <laughs> <laughs> after I finish those two, probably like later this week. So you can like, almost host like a 48 person tournament yourself. I mean, you have tables too, and like some of our locals have some decent tables. We just never see them because like, <laughs> like you have them all. Like, there. There's literally four at showcase right now because like we had we had like eight players on Friday night playing. So it's like I brought another table out of the car. And I just left it there. I'm like, oh, well, I fun, guys. <laughs> so is is Legion ninety nine gunning to need to get a uh, fundraiser in order to get Nick a trailer to carry all these tables? <laughs> oh, that's been in discussion. The, the, yeah. The... <laughs> A GoFundMe yeah. for Nick's like travel costs. <laughs> Hopefully, have something already, bigger than a Prius. <laughs> I've out, I've outgrown the pickup truck I borrow from my father. At this point, <laughs> yeah. I'm disgusted. Like I've outgrown that. It's uh, need something bigger. 
but it's like you know like for like a local event like i don't need like that many tables so i can fit most of them in my car because i have a small suv but like yeah when we go to like when we went to pax we had a truck and i'm like when i was bringing everything into packs i'm like if i bring any more tables i need something bigger like <laughs> running u-haul for weird. the weekend yeah uh yeah you're not i mean like you you're joking but you're not. no I, I, i'm not <laughs> i i, I took absolutely... one table yesterday and it filled up half my car so <laughs> <laughs> i can fit like six i can fit like eight in my car if like i really like squeeze mm-hmm. and like i don't have like a passenger but like beyond that it's like sorry I have. On the roof. I can fit three because I don't have a trunk. And like legit, if I was bringing somebody and it was between the train and them, they're gonna sit on the roof, and I'm gonna, <laughs> the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> tables uh, are too valuable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. April second, um, come play on some new tables before ACO and make sure that they are fine and balanced, so that Nick can direct his anger towards you instead of me. <laughs> no, you're coming now. So I get, <laughs> yes, you're, you're always my toughest critic. Not wrong. Uh, we also have the Richmond Open and the Rocky Top uh, Convention on May 28th, that weekend. That weekend is also KubaCon. So that you is KubaCon. I thought so. Goes, I, I definitely shout out to those guys. But yeah. yeah. So we have three major Legion events at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be 32 people for KubaCon, 32 for Richmond, and I believe Rocky Top is up to 48 now. It started at 32 yes. and it's been expand, expanded a couple of times. I think they added six people the first time and then 10 the second yes nice warm-up before aco yeah which is two weeks later from june 10th to the 12th yep that's right all these events are just warm-ups to aco that's all (laughs) (laughs) the biggest legion event of the year in my heart (laughs) oh there's there's a possibility maybe um you want to briefly go over some updates in the format for ACO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, uh, we do have a brief interview with Kevin Connors from the Richmond Open at the end of this episode. So stick around. Um, listen to that. But yeah, ACO. Uh, tickets are on sale on FrontlineGaming.com. Um, if you bought a ticket already, which I assume everybody already has, because I assume everybody who listens to this podcast is coming to this event. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I come. But if you purchase your ticket like within the first hour, there's a chance that um, it the, there was a bit of a ticketing issue. Um, kind of the same one I had last year, ironically. And it might not have specified heat. So check your, you know, check your confirmation. I'm sure you got a confirmation email, I would assume or something like that. So make sure that like it's specified which heat. And if not, uh, email frontline gaming events at gmail.com. And they will, you know, just tell them like, Hey, I bought ticket for ACO for Legion and I want to play on either Friday or Saturday. Um, know that when you do play, you can only play in one heat. You can't play in Friday and Saturday. So don't buy both tickets. Uh, however, this ticket, when you purchase your ticket, it includes being able to play in skirmish on Saturday and Sunday. So if you purchase your Friday heat, you will be encouraged to play Legion all weekend. Um, and if you're only coming in for Saturday, which a lot of people are only coming in for Saturday, you can play Legion on Sunday also, even if you don't make cut. So that's like included. There will be additional prizes. Um, I don't really have anything to spoil yet there, unfortunately. Um, I've gotten some sketches back from the cards we're doing. I'm very excited, but, um, I don't have anything to share yet, like concrete. Because also in uh, in email regards, um, 
if you did buy a ticket for a heat, there is a chance that you didn't get your PDF or QR code in the email because I did not and neither did some of our locals. So just reply to that email and ask them to resend it and they'll be able to attach that QR code for you. Um, that happened relatively quickly for me. They got back to me like an hour later. That's good. That's good. Biggest update for ACO, Nicholas, is I have a ticket. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to get to go this year. That's awesome. Taxi service, Mike, for duty. <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully my wife doesn't listen because she doesn't know yet, but <laughs> I should be able to head out there. Oh, gosh. I'm going to get Josh murdered. <laughs> the peer pressure I put on him to come to ACO the last year. It's going to get him killed. No, I've seen I've seen the names that have signed up. This is going to be another, just like LVO, there's not really going to be any baby seals around i it's a pretty i haven't seen high power tournament well i don't know i have my ticket so (laughs) i'm still like you know (laughs) i I, the information i get from frontline is very it's a very slow drip (laughs) i've learned that patience is the best like uh like obi-wan says patience patience (laughs) but yeah that's it uh can't wait less than three months away let's go fun so what's the uh what's the format gonna be I think we briefly mentioned uh, it before, but yeah. we didn't really go into details. So uh, it's going to be two 64 player heats or up to 64 players. Um, I, you know, so it could be 100. And, what is that? 128 math. Math is hard. Um, and then the top and basically all undefeateds will uh, play on Sunday and Sunday will be a grueling four rounds. <laughs> um, yeah, but should, I mean, like, so. Yes, it's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, it was. It's always you get that extra boost of energy when you get into that top four cut. Anyway, that mm-hmm. you feel like you've got I that mean, little breather. Yeah, and like theoretically, if you played Saturday and you played your three rounds, that warmed you up for Sunday, and you're, and it's like you know you're gonna be fine. It'll be all right. Except you get like obliterated later that night, so you wake up not feeling That's right. <laughs> but like I left, yeah, exactly. But you're only playing three rounds on Saturday, so you can get to bed a little early if you want. Probably done about seven o'clock usually, but. There is a player packet available. Um, I assume you can get that from Frontline Gaming or on the Legion Discord in the Atlantic City Open channel. It's easier to find on the Atlantic City Open channel. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it is. Um, We also have Invader League signups going on right now. Um, Yours truly is running that, and so far it's been okay. Um, We've split it up into the four regions this year. Uh, North America East actually only has two remaining spots as of this morning, so... Sign up for that if you'd like to. We have about six spots left out west. So, um, you know, if you're kind of borderline and you think you can play some later night games, you might consider that. The European bracket uh, still has about 10 spots remaining, and the Aussies have uh, less than three. So, you know, if you guys are on the fence about it, sign up now. We're probably not going to expand the bracket this time around. Um, we will definitely have a wait list there. But if you get in, you get in. Otherwise, you're probably going to have to wait. With uh, everyone yeah, coming out of like their lockdowns and real life play opening up and we have major tournaments, you know, two to three a month at times here. Um, you know, both of the TTS leagues have slowed down a little bit. So I think we're going to cap it where we're at and just kind of go from there. But I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, uh, Legion 99, Team Relentless, Six Up Supply, Fifth Trooper, Yavin Base, Outriders, Stabcast, Treat One, and the Hyperloops because our prize pool is actually bigger than it's ever been. Um, there's like almost $1,500 worth of cash up for grabs. Wow. Plus prizes. So if you do play, um, you've got a pretty good chance to win. And anybody that does get to grand finals is going to win some sort of cash. Plus some other fun prizes. 
Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. Um, I'm Mike Cirillo on Facebook and Ghost Walking on Discord. And I'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Because I've answered a lot of questions on that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the other TTS League, we do have YBTL going on as well. Uh, Nick, I think you just played like 36 hours ago. Yeah, played a late Friday night game against the great LJ Pena. Talk polite. Um, and I managed to win that game somehow. Yeah. Uh, it was, a. I had a lot of fun. Um, we had a, we were both playing droids. Uh, he only plays droids and I have been playing droids a lot. Uh, they banned Maul. I was very sad. So I did not get to play Maul this round. So I played a double Magna, double spider list with a gum line behind it and Kalani 11 activations. And he played a, 10 activation, Kalani, double spider, single magna with a persuader tank and uh, a whole lot of ion. Um, and uh, I made some early mistakes that I was able to. Uh, my magnus carried me. Like when my magnus <laughs> finally got into melee, they like one shot two different B1 squads at different, Ooh. like in this, like one out. Yeah, the one ran in there with a single wound on a model. So they rolled nine dice and. They got like eight of nine, I think, without aims, and they just like that's gross. Clubbed down a full B one squad, and then like the next round, another one got in and like killed like a six model squad. And uh, I took a lot of early wounds because uh, he had better positions for his ion spiders and his persuader tank. Um, he almost one shot a B one squad off the table turn two with the persuader because I didn't see that it was going to be an open shot. Um. But I was a my magnus carried me. Magnus are just so gross. So, but it was a it was a great game. Um, I was able to to win that. Um, so we're now one and one this round against Team Relentless. Yeah, Nick, you have the best record, and no matter what I do this week, you have the best That's record right. out of everyone on our team. Yeah, it's six and I one. Mean, yeah, but everybody's gotten a win at least, so it's been a team <clears throat> effort. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy I, that I did. I'm happy I did well, and I was able to like be a part of that. Basically, mm -hmm. like, I think um, you might actually be tied for like second best record in Hero League overall. Because from what I understand, Snyder is six and zero, but still has to play his seventh game. So you've still got potential to be tied for top sure. spot in a in Hero League, which would be pretty dope. That I mean, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Um, I'm pretty happy with my performance. Uh, thanks, yeah. Maul, for being great and my favorite. <laughs> hey, you, you didn't need him this round, and that's a I big didn't. I did. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was a uh, it was wild. It was a wild game. LJ's <laughs> not a baby seal. <laughs> oh no, no. Uh, we 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 talked about it a lot. We had a lot of fun because we've never actually played before, and like we have like you know we're both tos for events, and like we chat a lot, just not about like actually playing the game. And like he was like, I don't actually get to play this game very much. And I was like, I bet. <laughs> it's like not only is he TO and like grand legion person of the world, he's also like a father and has like a job and everything. So he's very busy, but yep. it was fun. And Nick, uh Mike, you also have your match coming up, is that correct? Yeah, so I'm actually gonna play about two and a half hours after we're done the cast here today. Um mm -hmm. I'm in Champion Circle Finals with Cats versus Team Lackluster, which is the Friday Night Fights slash Legion Academy team. Oh, you guys playing um, on Sunday, though? Yeah, I'm playing on Sunday. Super fun. Not looking forward to it. Um, but that'll be a, an interesting game. I'm playing a, a Luke Gunline versus uh, a Maul. Not Maul, sorry. Three three Magna Double B2. 
it's uh, it's going to be a fun Sunday afternoon game. That's awesome. Good luck. Thank you very much. I haven't played Apple League in a while, so hopefully that goes well. Uh, oh, you're playing Rebels? I'm playing Rebels, yeah. I'm not oh playing Oh my god, here. what? <laughs> what is happening here? When's the last time you played Rebels? Uh, it's been a little bit of time. <laughs> like, maybe pre-Ton nerf? Uh, so the last time that I played Rebels... You played them regularly, was, for sure. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Nova? Before we started this cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nova, uh, like, Nova, the Nova you Nova. beat, Nick? 2019. Yeah, like Nova 19. <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah. That's like my last competitive Rebels yeah, experience. So pre- Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, sorry, let's Korea, talk Korea about how Mike beat me at Nova again, guys. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. We should remember this forever. <laughs> I, just, I just thought this was like a common trend among the cast. It I, is. I was it here is, about it. it. Is. It's been we, a while. We, it's been yes, a while. We talk, we talk quite a lot about how Mike is better than me. And like, <laughs> at local night the other night, I was like talking about like, uh, I was talking about, we were talking about like different lists and stuff. And somebody was like, oh yeah, but you're pretty good. I'm like, eh. They're like, I mean, they're like, who, who do you like lose to a lot? I'm like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike all the time. <laughs> I was not there for that. So, no, you weren't. You were probably at work. I was at work, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that'll be fun. I, <laughs> I've played against this like loop DLT gunline probably seven times in the last three weeks. So it's just going to be like riding play. It's going around it's pretty our circle simple, quite a bit. Speaking yeah. of which. Yeah, which yeah, I think actually is your I play it on right? Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, I play Nima with Team Relentless on Wednesday with it. And then I've had a lot of practice against it. It's just not fun to play against. It fucking sucks. I, I played against not. uh I played against Zach a couple weeks ago in like a practice game. And like I hadn't Zach hasn't been playing Legion much until recently. And like the last time we played he beat me and then like he just like smoked me <laughs> with that Liz. He just smoked me. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that's it. I was like, it's scary. It, it pretty well hard counters a lot of the uh, like the magna pokes because they're just throwing like one crit through and yeah. I say rebels you just dodge it. Yep. Have you guys talked about the, that list on the cast before? No, so we could probably get into that if you'd like. Yeah, to. just real short. Yeah, what it is, it's uh, two rebel officers, uh, both with vigilance. I've seen some with portable scanners, some without. Uh, then you have operative Luke with whatever upgrades you're putting on him. Uh, and four or five rebel DLTs, uh, rebel troopers with DLTs, and captains that have situational awareness. So the uh, thought is the rebel troopers have nimble, the captains can carry SA. And so with vigilance on the officers, they just have perma dodges um, yep. that start turn one and they last the entire game. So if you don't have a lot of high velocity, it's really annoying, and suppression doesn't do much because the captains can ignore suppression mm-hmm. for a round. And they're also okay <laughs> just shooting and not like, like if they don't if they don't rally and like yeah, like whatever. I have a range. They can four still gun. shoot at range four. Like they're yeah, already in a three, position. Three three dice and critical. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. I, I'm playing a little variation on it. So that that list is ten activations. It rounds it out with two sniper teams. Um, I, I bumped it to eleven x, and I'm mm-hmm. doing two DLT captain SAs, two vets with SA, and then two Mark twos. Oh, okay. That is a little bit different. Yeah. Do yeah. So it's a little bit different. Have, it's got vets have heavies. They do. They're vet yeah. heavies. So it's it's two DLT captains, two CMO vets with SA, and then two Mark Twos. You make your points on the Mark Twos. Yeah. That's what and you get the eleventh act. You still keep the critical, the long range pokes, and I still have four SA Rebel Troopers. Yeah. So yeah, I think the eleventh really... activation is pretty huge against droids. So it should be all right. I'm it's guessing really you kept in... a bid if you're doing eleven X. Uh, I did, and I actually lost the bid for this game. Really? So unfortunately, yeah, I'm at 796, and my opponent brought wow. 94. Ah, uh, that's too bad. 
It is. So I'm up on activations at least. So we'll see how that goes. But his magnas don't have SA. Um, they're just tenacity magna. So I think I'll be able to poke them pretty well, and the yeah. CM should help me out a little bit more. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Still two officers, still Jedi Luke with all the fixings. I'm running... Well, this is going to drop afterwards. I'm running Covering Fire with uh, CZ Initiative for the three pit. So, um, yeah, he's not going to hear that anyway. So, <laughs> I think that's going to be that's going to be the big difference here because if we do deploy rather co- rather closely, uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. Turn one, the rebels, you know, the vets have dodges from the get go. All the core is going to have an order. Luke will have an order, and then I just pull the snipers or the officers, and it's a win win. So it'll be it should be a pretty effective kite job. I don't have I am a Jedi because it's a good card, but it doesn't fit me. I would that was the, so that I was guess. the question mark I had was like would you take I am a Jedi or Return of the Jedi there? Uh, I went Return of the Jedi because Dodge. Defend <laughs> One is pretty good when I can just go like vet vet and then coordinate and then give the last order to Luke and then the rest of my bag is pretty timing neutral from yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the 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 perma dodge with the nimble and two of the rebel mm-hmm. troopers. So getting those dodges out at the start of the turn feels a little better. Yeah. But maybe we'll just get vigilanced. <laughs> Josh, you played a full three-round event yesterday. I did. Um, It was actually really nice. I have not played Legion in real life. I've played a ton of TTS. I haven't played in real life since uh, LSO last year, which was July, uh, where I took two tanks and did terribly and swore off droids forever. Uh, Apparently, they're good again. (laughs) But um, I played an event. It was in College Station, Texas. Uh, game shop called Clockwork Games is a fairly new uh, Legion circuit or group that's growing out there that started this event. So yeah, it's a, a newer scene out there. Uh, so I was really excited to go out there and support them because I had a, actually a local tournament that was 10 minutes away that had a good number of players uh, and really good players too. But I wanted to drive somewhere to try and support that local scene. So we drove up there. Uh, 15 total players, three rounds. So it ended up that there were two, three, and O's. Um, I recently got back into Imperials since this is my first... Well, I've been playing them on TTS for several months now. But I recently got back into them since I swore off droids at LSO after... Yeah, that didn't go so hot. And I took a... Uh, Iden with just her DLT, an Imperial officer, Boba Fett with offensive push and seize. Two shore troopers, both with T21s. One had a medic. Two mortars, a sniper strike team, Inferno squad with an uplink and offensive push, and then a royal guards with just their uh, electro staff. So 792 points, 10 activations. Uh, and it, it was an okay day. Uh, I won my first two games and I lost my last one. Uh, we'll talk about how that happened. Uh, but to go into the matches a little bit more, um, the my first match was pretty interesting. Uh, it was there were two things I feared most. One, someone bringing in AAT uh, because I don't have a lot of wounds, and those throw have a lot of critical, and I don't have protector on my guardians. And the other thing was Yoda. So my first match was uh, Kraken against four B ones, uh, a B two a T-Series, two Spiders, and then an AAT. And these were not Ion Spiders because he had Kraken. 
Did he uh, run the laser spiders? He ran the laser, but he did have the aim on it. So um, that's I don't think that's bad with Kraken because he wasn't using that to really override the spiders. He was if he needed to move, shoot. But essentially, he just got them into a position, and it was aim, shoot, aim, shoot, aim, shoot, since he's not recovering. Yeah, that's what I did for Pax. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like super high ceiling, but it's just consistently four or five hits, four or five hits, four or five hits. Yeah, and, and it allowed him to move, and I think that was kind of the big thing, still move and shoot, because uh, which was important against my list, because the way I played it was we were on uh, rollout, hostile, and key positions, uh, which it was my list. I was blue player, and I don't think key positions was wise for me because it means I had to take down the AAT. But I, I didn't go into this tournament really wanting to win everything. I needed experience with this list because I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to play it for Invader League. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to play it at ACO. And so I wanted to see how it matched up. And so uh, the way I played this game was I brought my shore troopers, deployed them close to his tank, and he had rollout. Immediately, all the first thing I did with them is just pull him back to try and kite his tank out and his spiders out. And that's exactly what happened. He pushed his spiders, double moved them forward, and his tank, he had a double move forward. And at that point, I just used Iden's infinite range and everyone else to just marksman crit and then crit fish. Because I don't have any impact. And I was able to take off a spider turn one, the other spider turn two, and by turn four, I was able to kill the AAT. Uh, I didn't lose any units, uh, but I almost lost the game because this uh, being a new uh, group, and this was their first major tournament, they had some issues with the store and getting enough time to, in order to run the tournament. So it was a two and a half hour rounds, which seems fine, but two and a half hours started at setup. And this was the first game. And Oof. at... 15 minutes left you couldn't start another round so you really have to have that extra 15 minutes in there like the additional at the end even if like you can include two and a half hours in setup but you need 15 extra minutes at the end yeah and so it, it was i really had an hour and this is key positions against a tank i had to kill the tank yeah um because even though the center objective was a tall piece uh my piece was not and he could have just blocked it with the tank so this was really great on my opponent. His name was his name was Alan Jorgensen. So if you guys ever play with him, he was really great. He understood that if he had just because we got to with thirty minutes left going into round five, and he had five activations left, he could have stalled some and thought about his decisions because we finished with seventeen minutes left, turn five, uh, and he could have stalled long enough and I would have lost because of the way I played where I kited him. I needed turn six to get in base contact with the center position, but he purposely hurried up his play. And we talked about it before that happened. So he didn't want to win on his technicality. So that's that's um, true sportsmanship though. It was true sportsmanship. And we actually had it. I I was really sad because we got to vote on who was going to be best sportsman. And I voted for him because in reality I, I played, I played where I would have won it. It would have just been unfortunate because of the timing of scenarios. So I just want to give a shout out to him um, because that that is a, that was really good sportsmanship. So um, my second round, I played against a Wookiee gun line with like Han, Vets, MK2s, um, 
Leia and Chewie and a sniper strike team. Uh, also on key positions, hostile environment and advanced positions. Um, I was really able to leverage my range on this one, and there was enough open space where I killed his Wookiees pretty quickly. I killed his vets pretty quickly. Uh, and that uh, we finished around turn four. It wasn't that he played poorly or anything. Uh, it really was just the board in my list really just countered something that didn't have anything really range four. The vets were range four, but I had three pierce guns. So yeah, if they don't have a lot of like like support, they kind of just melt to pierce. So yeah, anyway, and range four. Yeah, and he may have exposed his Wookiees early on turn one to try and get them in base contact. And I played Tax Strike turn one, and it I think I took off three or four. I took off two models on one unit and two on the other. And that just that re, it just started to snowball at that point because he couldn't lock me up. And by the time he got in, my IRG were just waiting there um, to clean him up. Were they melee Wookiees or ranged ones? Uh, they were they were the melee Wookiees, um, so it wasn't necessarily a gunline, um, but there I mean, there was just yeah. a big open space, and that it just went to my advantage. And it also happened that the key position point was a really big building, but it pushed almost into my deployment zone, and so I didn't really have to move. Um, it wasn't so; it was it was the game I wanted to play. Mm. So. <laughs> Uh, my final match w was a tough one. It was um, against uh, Michael Hollingsworth with Team Relentless. I think he goes with Screwtape. Um, and he brought the, the other unit I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see a Yoda. And I did because I wanted to see how this list matched up against it. Uh, but his was kind of a unique take. It was Yoda with Force Barrier and some other upgrades. Uh, force Push. Obi-Wan with no force push but force barrier Padme R2 and four naked phase ones eight activations no range at all uh, but a ton of dodges a ton of barrier and a ton of secret mission <laughs> um, and which is fine for my list I'm fine with the perma dodges because I have a lot of high velocity I'm not fine with it because I'm happy to get one crit through but Force Barrier really puts a stop to that uh, because it can stop, high, it doesn't do anything with high velocity. So we played uh, Major Offensive, Hostile Environment, which was probably my turn zero mistake. I let him play Hostile um, with R2 and then uh, Sab. And I did pretty much everything right. Uh, and Nick, this was actually on my table that I set up. So you, you kind of saw, so he had a, he had a decent amount of space to move. Uh, there was some good line of sight blocking pieces in the center. Uh, but there was also some open spaces as well to balance that out. And I had the advantage throughout the game. I was able to kill Obi-Wan and I had all my activations. So he was at seven activations um, but I couldn't stop R2 because of Hostile. And he had just all of his units around it. And it was very difficult getting wounds, wounds through because he was also very good at waiting. He didn't. He left everything behind the centerpiece until turn five and started pushing everyone to try and score on Secret Mission. Uh, and so then I started pushing towards his VAP. And I made a mistake on turn six. 
because I got really tunnel vision on just stopping his VAP. And I knew he didn't have Blast Off because he had played Padme's one pip earlier. And he had Yoda's one pip. And I played Push and he played uh, Yoda's one pip. And so what Yoda did, Yoda went back and triple moved and just was able to block, lock down everyone going for his VAP and push everyone away. And what my big mistake was is I put my orders on my special forces in Boba Fett instead of on a core trooper because I had a core trooper that was a two speed, two two speed moves away from R2 and I could have locked R2 down. And I didn't see it until I played, until he had activated Yoda. So then it became a, well, when do I draw first? Or what do I draw first? And unfortunately out of my bag, even though I had four core tokens in there, I drew a special forces first and he was able to draw a core that was able to uh, put four units around R2. And at that point I couldn't get in base contact. I couldn't shoot him off and I lost it there. So it was, it was a, I played everything right all 17 rounds and then the final round, it just, uh, I made one mistake and it was, it was everything, but it, it was a fun game because it was a chess match. There wasn't a lot of things that died until he forced Obi-Wan to die, which he had to, um, but I, I'm, I was satisfied with it. If that was my one loss, it wasn't me playing the list wrong. It was just one small mental error that he capitalized on. So, yeah. And that's, you know, just learning experiences as you get more like three round tournaments in three rounds in a day, that stuff gets tough by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> and, it, and it was, it really was just an auto win. If I had just put an order on that short trooper and it just didn't, because if he had activated someone else and gone to the bag, I would have been able to move and tap his VAP without him being able to do anything. And then that was, that would have been it, but here we are. <laughs> So I don't know if I'm going to continue playing the list, mostly because it's I have to play super cagey and it's it does require a lot of mental strain to do that. Uh, I like to just sit back and shoot and it, Boba's not something that you can just sit back and shoot. Now, if you do, you're kind of just throwing away your 140 points there. Yeah. So but it, it was good. I'm happy to do it. It's got me really inspired to play more. So Mike, we we might even be playing less video games. So, okay. All right. Because I'm, I'm I'm really back in the Legion now, and that's why I'm so excited to possibly go back to uh get out to ACO. Yeah. So yeah. just don't tell Sydney until it's like the day before, like, oh by the way, I'm flying to Atlantic City this week. Yeah, even worse, uh I fly back and it would be my oldest daughter's she's three, it would be on her birthday. So that's the real juggle so, <laughs> so I, I might really have to uh yeah get some favors and <laughs> so, I'm just tell her it's it. the week after she won't know yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> it'll be fun hey, you're playing on day one too right mike yeah i'm gonna play on friday hopefully we avoid each other since you know what I i'm playing so. <laughs> yeah i um i think you know what i'm playing so that'll be a fun matchup i i would guess but yeah It'll be some some droid bullshit. There's there's a good chance that I waffle like I always do, and then I'm bringing something weird like I don't know, clone gunline or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, there's like a small part of my the back of my head that's like maybe Nick has enough DLT rebel troopers I can borrow for this. 
Don't do it. Uh, don't I do. do. <laughs> no, yeah, see? I'll yeah. just play some, like, Sabine playing Ren. I, 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 can I, mean, I don't get to play in tournaments, so... It's true. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you one thing. I'm bringing Aiden. I don't know why she's being slept on right now by a lot of... In a lot of the tournaments. I know it's because a lot of people are playing Vader. Vader is really good, but my goodness, is Aiden great. Tax Strike... Even even so, that was the one thing. Tax strike on the guards. I killed Obi One because I was able to one speed one speed. I threw eight dice at him. Mm-hmm. Was able to put on three wounds, and then I slapped him uh, the next turn. And so, I I don't know why people are sleeping on Iden. She's so Tech good. Strike is so good on literally every single special forces unit the Empire can put on the table. Yeah, like it's uh, not weak on anything. Uh, I guess Sabs, but. You can't really put a sav on the table. So. <laughs> yeah, like uh, on the strike teams, they it, they I was able to push through a wound on something that I needed to kill because I had two aims. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IRG, I think, are really... People just don't see the double move shoot and then getting slapped. So Yeah, and if they're close enough, you can do the double move even. You can still hit them. Yeah, and then you get double... You get aims to hit them yep. with. Yeah, which are really good on RG because you, they roll blanks and surges a lot. Yeah, those 50-50 dice tend to swing down when you need them to. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. Everyone play Iden except tournaments I'm going to. You gotta be that person, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's gotta have one. Uh, there you go. Hipster. Yeah. So. Nick? You've been playing some droids recently, right? Mm. Have you experimented mm. too much with the droid-only commanders? Or have you mm. just been kind of sticking to one? Um, so I played Kraken and Kalani. Um, and the more I play Kalani, the more I want to play Kalani. Um, but, like, having Override available is really good. Um, I, I mean... Yeah, so we thought that it'd be kind of fun to kind of go through some not scripted rankings of the four <laughs> droid only commanders or, that being also Kalani, like, Kraken, the Jedi, why you the might TCS. take one over another because like i me and josh i think are firmly both in that kalani is like the one you should take almost all of the time but kraken has some really cool uh tech <clears throat> that is you know different than what kalani brings because they're very different but the super tactical kind of the regular super tactical just kind of like bridges that and he sits in the middle because he's got both of those really good abilities. They're just not as good, which makes sense because he's not as good. Well, I don't um, know about that. I, we'll talk. I, you know, we'll talk. like, yeah, we're going to talk about it. I've got like 30 <laughs> reps with Kraken, 10 with Kalani, and 5 with the generic. So I've I've played them all. more than me. That's more than me. <laughs> so I've well, had I, had like, to, I had to prep for LVO. Gotcha. Just Kraken. I, I've had like 5 Kalani, 2 Kraken, so, no generic. But a ton of T series. It's so. known that it's, it's known that like I've been playing a ton of ball the last like three months, mm-hmm. and like it's just like not when you when you bring a super tactical and ball, you're going to ten x unless you're not taking like magna guards, which seems I seems I like not something I want to do. So <laughs> I'm always taking the T series. So it's like okay. I would probably experiment more with them in that list. But do you think the T series sits on the bottom of the pile then? Uh, yeah. Because unless you're taking like he goes really well with Dooku and he goes really well with Maul because they're expensive and like you might want to support Commander for your the rest of your boys with like a, in like a Dooku list so like taking a T series there isn't you know crazy because an uplink B one is forty eight points T series is only seven more and you have bolster and you have another command bubble 
yeah, I think that's the big thing there is you can then get aggro with Dooku and you need mm-hmm. a commander for Maul. Yeah, yeah. I think the so bigger outside... issue with T series has to do with the units that are making these other units really good. Uh, yeah. T series doesn't, other than handing out the surges, he doesn't do much to uh, Magnus. <sighs> No, uh, well, no, he doesn't, because yeah. um, the Magnus don't want to sit at the back forever. Um, I did have a list that I played a few times that had Kalani and a super, t- and, a, and a, I'm sorry, Kalani and a T series, mm-hmm. and like I really did like the bolster on the Magnus early, uh, while they were still at four, moving into range, like to you know, pre- giving protect them... the crit. Yeah, because yeah. like. Um, if you're not taking aggressive tactics or like you're not going to get orders on all of your magnas all the time, like in most lists, because they're just like uh, a move dodge, AI move dodge isn't really that bad on that unit because um, like they don't need it's not like the BX strike teams with snipers that want to aim like where it's like AI kind of sucks on them because they have to they don't get pierce almost ever. Um, these guys are okay with taking a dodge and moving because ultimately that's kind of like what they want to do. So, and there's a good chance that they have a retinue aim anyway. Yes. Yeah. If you know they're going to have to AI dodge, you can just retinue aim them and activate or you them. Can just override them. If yeah, well that's an if. <laughs> and the override. the T series really doesn't do anything for spiders either. You can still run you know one of the comms relay chains, but. Yeah. You don't have strategize for the spiders. You don't have a direct that can go to the spider. Mm-hmm. And they just they have no way to really bolster. The bolster doesn't do anything because the spiders no, surge both ways. They surge both ways. So if you're not playing Maul or Dooku, there's probably not too much of a reason to you know make that your first commander you throw mm-hmm. in the list. I think double AAT, if that's still a thing, still is fine with the T-Series. Oh, yeah. But, because that's that just has to do with points. And you yeah, can bolster sure. the AAT, and it's quite yeah. happy sitting there surging on defense, mm-hmm. like, all the time. Yeah. But, yeah, outside of mm-hmm. those, anything that has a really expensive... Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want to start with the super tax? Because I think that's where we're going to get into, like, the meat of the discussion. Here. Yeah, I think we start with Kalani, because uh, me and Josh both think he's the best, and you don't. No, I think he's. I think he's one point five. He's so good. Uh-huh. Really? Fair. Yeah. I'm actually on team. Well, again, I actually think the generic is the best super attack of them all. So I, I will agree that I think generic's better than Kraken. Crack. Yeah, which I think a lot of people would still disagree with, but better than Kalani. I, I'm. Yeah. I, I see the appeal. So it's hilarious how like high <laughs> I was on Kraken before like I got my hands on playing these guys. And override two is really good in theory, but like honestly, like you probably don't need that range two most of the time on the mm-hmm. things you're overriding is what I find. But I haven't yet exper- I want to play. I want to play like a see if like an activation spam triple sniper list with override is really good, and that override two is probably really good on BX snipers mm-hmm. that are might be further away to get better positioning. Yeah, so let's let's kind of stay focused on Kalani, and I think yeah, the. Sure the one like overriding theme here that we're going to talk about is spiders. Like that's kind of the prevailing identity for CIS right now Mm -hmm. is how many ion spiders do you have and how are you using them? Mm -hmm. And Kalani just turns them up to 15 Mm -hmm. because we talked about the T series, not having direct to a spider. Well, Kalani can direct AI unit, give one to a spider. And then the order comes down and you comms relay to the other. Now both have the orders, both have their LTA triggered, and Kalani still has the ability to activate and strategize them. So they're at two aims before anything happens. 
Yes. Yeah, Kalani's Kalani's actually 105 units, 105 points, and he has comms relay built in. Yeah. So he's basically got authoritative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stabcast Tim, if you're listening, put your relay on your Kalani. Sorry. Not the V1. <laughs> he and I had a big discussion about this. Put it on your Why Kalani. Would you... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, direct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what really turns it up there. And you do lose that override ability with Kalani, which is why I think that the generic is better because you're not you can still do the exact same control, but you have the ability to move away if you need to. But if the spiders don't have to both get the orders, like strategize two is also just really bonkers on one magna one spider or a B one that needs Mm -hmm. to get a hit. Well, and so that's the difference maker for me, actually, instead of the over. I think strategize two is what, well, and that's one of the things that bumps it above is strategize thing. two because having that precise uh, two and having two aims because you have LTA on those spiders. Yeah. If you're just trying to get through heavy cover and you have that many rolls, you're going to get a ton of crits mm-hmm. and or you're just going to roll six hits. Yeah, so, they're going to roll three to four dice no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think having two aims on them pretty much always is what's most important. Now, there does become cases on how long do you retain that value because your first thing's being shot, most games are your spiders. So I do also understand that there might be more lasting value with the generic because that override does become important later in the game. So. Yeah, and you still keep strategize one on the generic, mm-hmm. so you're still throwing out tokens. It's just not as many. Mm-hmm. And one of the kind of the weird corner cases is some of the toughest matchups for the like spider magna spam lists are mobile objectives. Like boxes is really difficult. Hostage can be really difficult. And at that point, you you do need to split your army up. Mm-hmm. And it's that's when it gets a little trickier getting both the aims on the spiders. So having the ability to still AI direct one and then if you can't comms relay to the other one, get the direct, or I'm sorry, get the override onto that other spider. Um, you just have more flexibility and you don't, you're not chained to staying in your formation. If you need to push a home box, you can push a home box. But so I, I don't play them enough. Uh, and I'm always, whenever I play droids, I'm usually super conservative with my cards. But how often are you playing your one, two, and three pip where you don't have that extra order? Um, not super often, but you're not really playing the one pip unless it's important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it comes down to it is it's probably fine 80% of the time to mm-hmm. not have override and to just have direct um, plus the strat too. Like that's, it's super valid and consistently it's probably better. But <clears throat> when you're playing seven to eight games at a tournament, one time it's going to happen. And yeah. if you, you know, fly <laughs> 3000 miles, win your first six games, now you get to the semis or the final and it's like, you know, if I just had the ability to <laughs> recover my gun there <laughs> and shoot, I win. And and I think for me, that's where it kind of comes into play is mm-hmm. you trying to box out that that corner case that doesn't happen often, but will at some point. Which is why I think it's like one and one and a half. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to a three game local tournament, take Kalani every time. If you're going for seven to eight games, I think the generic is a little safer that way. Because it still does enough to win the majority of your games. Yeah. It also lets you bid five points, which if that means you can recover, avoid recover and avoid hostage is arguably just as important. There's one other thing. 
Kalani has sharpshooter too. In this, uh, yeah, that's it. That yeah. was my other thing. I kind of figured. I just wanted to say yep. something. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that orbital strike. Yeah, orbital strike is scary when you're gonna <clears throat> get. You're probably gonna get three through cover, and he can give himself. He can strategize himself that round, and like mm-hmm. if he's already in a good spot, he strategizes. He aims, and then he almost certainly gets four. Um, yeah. uh, it's like that's that can really like. That can really make a difference. Um, that's and that's real big because we talked about that DLT gunline list earlier. Yeah. If you're letting, if you're making them roll four dice before they have their dodges, that squad is gone, and that mm-hmm. squad is neutered. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be easy for your spiders to pick it off. Mm-hmm. If you're only potentially getting three or even two, if your attack whiffs through on the sharpshooter one, eh, it doesn't feel as good. That being said, you have to play, you have to play orbital strike to gain the to get the. Uh, for you to like actually use that sharpshooter too. That feels like a self burn. Because guess what, I didn't play it the other You're... night. <laughs> Do you run? Did you run push and? Um... No, I always take it because it's so good. But it's like I just often just like don't put myself in a position to use it turn one, and I want to play standing orders because I want to go last. It's like I'm gonna go last, so I don't play it. But... I get it. It's there. I also like to use it as like a finish off, a mo- finish off a unit like late or later in a game if I can. I've done that before, like play it, it like turn three. Yeah, it can be useful as like turn turn three, turn four. Like when you know your spider is going to shoot here, and then I can follow up with the orbital strike. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're shooting something that's uh, another droid unit, and you throw that ion token onto it, you know it's not getting away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will say just to kind of, I probably wrap this part up. Um, if you're playing Ion Spiders and you're going to a major event, consider the other. Consider the generic. If you're playing that three game event, or if you don't have Ion Spiders, there's no reason to take the generic over the S, the uh, over Kalani. Yeah. Like well, if you're playing like Magna B two, or if you're playing like Cad Bane Magna, or Maul Magna, take Kalani. Like that that override doesn't come into play enough there. So I, I don't play enough anymore. Obviously, like I said, I've switched off mostly at Empire, but that five point difference. For me, 792 was super important because I needed the bid. Mm-hmm. How important is bid for mirror match against other drug gun lines? So I think it's huge um, because of table edge, not necessarily yeah. for objectives. Um, I know we talked about it for my like my LVO loss and uh, when I did the interview with JR, but the board edge that he was able to pick with his red player gave him just the god tier position mm-hmm. for where his spiders can go and where my units could not go. Um, so I actually like to bid and in the mirror take red um, because it's, if I can yeah. throw my spiders on the good spot, I mean, it's barring dice variance, the game's over. And so in the mirror, you're going to have that against Kalani players, yeah. given what else they're taking. But most of the lists are pretty similar, 797 to 800. Yeah. So, so if I can make that 94 or 95, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. There, it's a lot of edge case reasons, but that's why I think over the over the long term, if you're serious about winning, preventing those edge cases is huge. Yeah, makes sense. You run into the edge case. Yeah, that's why I keep losing in the top four. <laughs> at least uh, you made. At least you got to make top four. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So you have to play to make it. <laughs> on the last, that's right. <laughs> so this next one we're talking about is interesting. So we we put. Kalani or generic in in the top. And I can see your points for mm-hmm. 1A, 1B. Kraken, everyone from the beginning, it felt like, with a few minority who are now correct, <laughs> thought, we all thought Kraken was the best. Yeah, well. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that way anymore. 
I don't know about y'all. No, it, it doesn't feel that way. Um, and I think it doesn't feel that way because of how the meta has shifted. Mm-hmm. He he is such an aggressive piece. Like he wants to be aggressive with like both of his weapons are like worlds better than the other twos. And yeah. then he also has he also has the override too, mm-hmm. which is like he doesn't need to be real close to the rest of the army for it to be effective. And but he has he, strategize. And he has strategize. Yes. Yeah. But he doesn't want to like the thing like if he gets at range three, that's a real scary spot to be these days mm-hmm. with Bowcaster Wookiees and all that Pierce. That's a real scary place for like a unit that doesn't surge on defense and just has five health to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can get real like he can get real like suppression crazy with having strategize and override. Yeah. So I, I want to disagree a little bit there um, because I actually don't think Kraken wants to be aggressive. Um, because well, Kraken, so if you're running Kraken, there's a pretty decent chance you're going like Magna Spam or you're bringing some like B2s or something that's not the Ion Spiders. BX's. So you have your aggro units in place already. Kraken is arguably next to Lando the best finisher in the game because he's got Sharpshooter yeah. 2, he's got Pierce mm-hmm. 1, and he's got that lethal in melee. Like Kraken is your linebacker. So sure. when the meta was more melee charge focused and there were buses and there's still a lot of force users running around, but I don't think anybody expected the ion spiders to fully warp both the armor meta and the CIS meta at once, like upon their release. Like I thought, and I think we all thought that they were going to like push armor out of, yeah. unfortunately out of Vogue. Um, but I don't think we expected them to so completely warp even the mirror meta for the CIS and that really just took away a lot of the charges because it turned everything into like this range four crit fishing. And mm-hmm. now you need the extra strategize with it. And now you don't have as many melee units. So you don't need that linebacker and Kraken loses that effectiveness. Yeah. Cause like you just said, Nick range three is a scary place for him. And if he's at range four getting ioned, that feels even worse. He can't do anything still. So you, you're not even having your linebacker or your agger unit. Yeah, and I think the units that he works best with, because I, I personally think he works really well with Magnus. When they're in melee, he's able to give them override to give them aims. But the rest of the game, how often are you overriding Magnus? And not really that much. Once and, every other? Yeah, I so usually I'll, only miss it like once. Like not, I, I'm sorry, I don't miss it because like I've never really played one of the override ones very much. Mm-hmm. I don't, I usually like miss it like once in a while. Like wish I had it like once every two games. It's like, oh, I wish I could have done this instead here, but I couldn't. It, and though, is it really when you're override. swinging mag, magna dice pools, is it really like a big game changer? Yes. <laughs> when they don't have tenacity. When they don't have tenacity. Okay, when they don't have tenacity. Yeah. They have, so, and that's why I'm like, I've been playing tenacity on my Magnus the last like three or four games because gotcha. like you want that red die so bad. <laughs> well, if you played the uh, generic, you could get the extra points for it. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and then like I played a lot of B2s for a long time. I played four mm-hmm. of them with Maul. I played two of them with Kraken and the Ion Spiders have just removed B2s from relevance yeah. like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. So you don't necessarily need to override those B2s, but when they do, you know, four to five wounds at a time, and now Kraken just has to pick off one to two wounds of those single unit leader models, he does that way better than Kalani does, and way better than the generic do, and that's just not needed. Uh-huh. It hurts, man. It hurts. And like you mentioned, override two is really good, but 
it helps you move. And I do think there's a lot of play with it to the BX snipers. Um, the packs list I ran kind of combined everything that you guys were talking about here. It was two B2s, two Magna, two Laser Spiders, and then a single BX sniper. So it was pretty easy to just stay in range to the sniper team, keep it on the aims, which then hits really aim, good. Shoot, aim, shoot. And then yeah. let the spiders move, shoot, move, shoot, even when they didn't have the order. So it's he's really, really good for that. But until that style of list comes back or is allowed to breathe, it uh, it's not a thing. Yeah, poor B2s. I know. My B2s look they so had their good. Time. They had their time in the sun. So. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we didn't really mention is... Let's talk about that 13 activation ion spider list. Mm-hmm. We've seen, so for anyone who's not super familiar, it's five B1s with a heavy weapon, one with an uplink, three BX snipers with no upgrades, and then three ion spiders with your standard loadout with the LTA attack protocols and ion gun. We've seen it mostly with the generic super attack because you can get two spider orders and then override the third. Mm-hmm. Do you think that can work with Kalani still and that you'll be able to just get the strategize out there? Or do you think the override is kind of necessary in that in that regard? If you're taking a third spider, I think it's absolutely necessary to have override. Yeah, I think you just sacrifice that extra aim for the override. Right. Yeah. I've never um, actually ran three spiders, um, but I feel like I would because I would need to run the generic or Kraken for that. Right. Like if three becomes the Vogue. <laughs> call you probably need some source of override and i love strategize too so much (laughs) though uh can i can i have my personal hot take about that list hit it i think it's worse having that one than having steps because one of the things that's nice about the 11 and 12 activations is you have magna guards and magna guards make it much more difficult for a range three army to get in range three and shoot because then you're worried about them getting up close. But you don't really have anything to stop an army from advancing other than hoping you kill them. So I, I personally think having Staps, if you're going to do 13 Act, is better. Because that Staps can really hit units out in the open a little bit and hold back armies a little bit better than the Spiders can. Yeah, they can flank and hit those weak underbellies. And they can also hit certain objectives, too. Which would be the uh, yeah, you, breakthrough you, and bombing room a little yeah, bit better. You can play all the objectives yeah. a little bit better. So yeah, that's that's a good take. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm sure it's controversial because spiders are the meta right now, but I think there's a weakness in that with the fact that they don't have anything that can line back really well, so they can get overwhelmed. Like I don't really want three do to face Vader and three do backs with that list. No, it doesn't feel very good. I um, the one time that I've beaten it. I think I played it once or twice. Mm-hmm. I played a, a Vader shoreline, or sorry, a Vader T21 stormline, and then I had okay. the IRG. And once the IRG and Vader got in, like, you couldn't stop it. Yeah. Like, B1s are just going to melt to that, and I can do enough force push and Vader's might to keep Vader going from, from you know, group to group. And did you, ch- was it off Vader? Uh, I was, yeah. Okay, so you weren't choking or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually had Saber Throw on him at that point, because... Mm-hmm. Um, I go back and forth between saber throw and choke on him with the amount of magnets and spiders around. Like there's there's validity to both. Yeah. Uh, but there's no way to stop it. And I think you kind of hit the nail mm. on the head. The stat list is better if you don't know what you're facing. If you know you're playing a droid mirror, the spiders is better. 
Oh yeah, easily. I mean, I think if it's a, the staff list versus the spider list, the spider wipes it off the table. <laughs> it's, you're going to get tabled like turn four. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's just there's enough Vader and Do out there, which it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable with spiders. You really have to focus fire and kill those dudes. And if yeah. any of the, if two of them get in, it's kind of game over. If they make their saves, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, which Reds will make saves. So and especially that, when it gets any kind of AT on there. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of settles the discussion. Kalani's one, generics one and a half, cracking at three, T series of four. Yeah. Ranking. Yeah. I need to get another where, super tactical so that I can have three. Where does Dooku fit in that list? I haven't played him in so long, but I'm getting ready to start playing more Dooku. <sighs> The, the problem with Duke is I have trouble fitting in Magnas with him. I the everything just one. yeah. If if I could fit two Magnas with Duku, I think it would it would be great. But then my B ones are so thin. I don't really have anything to pressure. For example, spiders other than the rocket launcher. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, he's appropriately priced. It's just i need something to combat other spiders right like 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 we mentioned they just totally warped everything with cis list building yeah it it feels really bad when someone has two spiders and two magnas and i have dooku and two two magnas and my magnas are just going to get iron locked yeah so or the b1s that you need to commit the objectives are going to get iron locked yeah or just i just locked activation and now i'm down three and yeah it's it's not unrealistic for a spider to wipe a b1 droid in the open like a whole unit. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I think Dooku probably sits equal with Kraken. They they both tear up other factions, but lose to their own. Plus, it, it's a high skill cap, too. And mm. I think that's... Because I, I played a lot of Dooku for a while. And if you make a mistake, it just... It's tough. And there's some, there's some lists that can handle Dooku pretty well. So... Like mine. I, uh... Yeah. I've decided to actually start bringing a whip magna alongside yep. of uh, whip one, good. Whip, one whip, R- one RPS. And that whip is pretty freaking nasty against four Caesars, especially because the only way that they're going to get to you first is if they burst and now their speed zero next turn. Yeah, I, I think that's actually a good flex because sometimes I think the rocket can be a trap because you can get too addicted to sitting and shooting. And then when you have a four yeah. user that gets in your face, <laughs> I know what that's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. yep. I, I will say the whip does kind of help my case for override. Um, we mentioned before that it's like, yeah, it's not super useful to have the aims, but when you've got a whip and tenacity, oh, that trigger, thing's got a hit. That thing's got. Uh, well, yeah, it's got a hit, but also like when you have a whip and tenacity triggered, which is really easy to do and keep the full health squad like four models with the PK droid that's mm-hmm. in every CIS list. Um, it's six black, three red that all surge. If you get one aim on there, you're almost guaranteeing something is going to take two wounds mm-hmm. because you're going to throw seven hits. Good. All right. Uh, Nick, you want to take us out? Sure. All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, we'll uh, see you at the next event, or we'll talk to you again in two weeks. And stay tuned for our brief interview with Kevin Connors about the Richmond Open. Yeah. Thanks, all. All right, everybody, we're here with Kevin Connors, the TO for the Legion Richmond Open. Uh, Kevin, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Tell everybody uh, who you are, what your what your Legion life's like. Hey, um, well, uh, as you said, my name is Kevin Connors. I'm from Richmond originally. Uh, I've been uh, playing Legion since the game came out. Uh, 
on the discord i'm hustling fat um i've been to most of the competitive events i think i've missed maybe like three or four um and so i've i've really enjoyed being a part of the legion community for a while um and uh yeah really excited um Awesome. Yeah. You were one of the first people I met, um, who had like, like a traveling, like one of the traveling players that like travels real well. Um, I met you at the, the first RPQ I got to TO back when I was baby TO. So yeah, my first, my early days <laughs> kept you out super late eating pizza. That's right. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the store employee wanted to kill me by the end of the tournament. Uh, <laughs> he sorry. was like, you guys are done. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, uh, Richmond open, that's, uh, uh, Memorial day weekend, correct? It is. Yeah. It is the, uh, 27th through the 29th, uh, down here in Richmond, we got the Richmond convention center. Um, and we, it's our inaugural event, you know, um, one of my best friends is putting this on, uh, his name is Jeremy Goudreau and, uh, he's a longtime Armada player and was a Legion player originally. And, uh, he, um, he, just decided he wanted to go ahead and try and do this. Cause he's, you know, we've always wanted to put something like this on and we've seen the Nova open and we thought it'd be a good time to go for it. Um, but yeah, and it's going to be down at the convention center and, uh, we got a big space down there. Yeah. I'm sad that like, that is like a weekend that I'm like completely unavailable for like everything. <laughs> uh, it being two weeks before ACO. Um, I've got like, it's, it's nuts. Um, cause Richmond's not really that far geographically to me but um uh yeah uh and the community's like hungry for events like we keep seeing like these big events pop up and we're like getting like some real big numbers so um i can't wait to see how it goes so um uh so registration is open i assume registration is open you can go to the richmondopen.com um, and there'll be uh, a link there you can go through to get a ticket. You'll only need to get one ticket. Um, okay. and everything's covered in like the, there's no like event badge or anything like that. There is an event badge. I believe, I think it's, I think it's a ticket for Legion and an okay. event badge. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, are there any, like, rec- do you have any like recommendations for people trying to get there? Like, what's the best way to like travel there? Like, is there like, I guess like, um, is there, is it like attached to a hotel or anything like that? You said it's a convention center, right? We don't actually, we didn't go with the hotel block that's attached okay. to the building. Cause it was a little more expensive. Um, on our site, there is another hotel that did give us a block that you can rent through. Um, and you can get a discount. I think it's a 10 minute drive. Um, we're looking at having a shuttle service run between there and the event um, so that people can get there on time. And um, let's see what else. So when it comes to the hotel block there, do you know if that's something that we need to actually call the hotel for and ask specifically? Or is there going to be like a link to, to book it through their website? Because I know we've seen both in the past for, for different conventions. I think it's on the site. Yeah, like... When some people were asking about PAX last year and they asked about like, oh, how's the hotel attached to it? It's really expensive. (laughs) Like you're better off finding something that's like close to the event and then Ubering or even just like walking because some of them are so close. So I guess it's like a situation problem. Um, You know, my my recommendation would be uh, so you can get a, a room at the Avid Hotel. Yeah, it's on here. They're all on here. 
Oh, so as like what kind of painting requirements and like uh, proxy rules are you guys implementing? Are you going to like base it on what LVO did and what other events have basically been doing? Yeah, it, because this isn't an official like uh, AMG event, we're going to, you know, go with the the Legion tournament circuit rules, which is as long as your proxies are clear and, and everybody can tell what they are and you let me know when you get there. If you have any questions, you can send me pictures ahead of time um, and I can approve anything. And um, as far as painting requirements, standard tabletop, three colors, uh, you know, it doesn't I'm, we're not trying to break anybody's back. We just want you to have a good time. Yeah, I like the proxy rules there because it lets you bring fun things like HK forty seven models in for for B twos and things like that. You just get a little bit of variety in the droids. We have a guy who's local here who has a full um, Old Republic army that he runs his empire. He did all Sith Old Republic stuff. It's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, so shout out to Talon. Yeah, sounds like I need to pay some people to print paint some models for me. <laughs> Um, so the actual event, um, is this a single day? Is this multi-day? What, uh, it's going to be a two day event. Uh, first day we're, we're, we're shooting small this time. I know that the Rocky top is going on this weekend at the same time we are, um, shout out to the Stabcast guys. Glad that they sold out down there. Hoping we sell out. We're only going to have 32 spots. Um, so if you can sign up, get in there before it fills up. Um, and we will be doing, um, strength of schedule and it will be three rounds of Swiss. Um, and we'll go from there to do a top eight. And then top eight will be Saturday. And there will also be a team event on Saturday for, you know, um, Grand Army event, 1,600 points. So That's awesome. I had a lot of fun playing in that in LVO. I love those. Every time I play those team events... It was oh, also the so only. Great. It was also the only playing I got to do that weekend. So it was one of the highlights. <laughs> And we will be using uh, TTO. Okay. <clears throat> is there going to be anything going on in the second day for the players that don't make the top eight cut? Like, are we going to have a, like a redemption bracket? Is there going to be a skirmish tournament? Anything of that That's nature? That's the team tournament. Team tournament? Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the rules with that a little bit? Or are we just following along with the, uh, the FFG guidelines from before? Uh, you know, I just, I've always done them as 1600 point games. Heads up, you know, we'll give you three hours to play. Three and a half if we really need it. We'll be doing two rounds. There'll be something for people who go two and zero. Mostly, it's just fun, you know. Let the top eight guys play out, and you can play some crazy shenanigans and uh, run your Falcon crews or whatever you want. Yeah, it's nice to see like all of the fun stuff that you can normally get with like Leia Chewie, especially yeah. with the team events when you don't have to just make your list them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you mentioned there's gonna be some like prizes for the the winners for the the team event. What's the prize support situation look like when it comes to the main event here? So for first place, we have, we just got, um, from luxury play style, we got a full set of command tokens for first place. Um, so we got there. Um, I can send you guys a link too shortly. Yeah. Um, I've actually looked at them. They're like $250 token sets. Yeah. So we got, we got a set, we got one set of those and then I'm working on some other items, uh, hopefully from curled paw. If any of you guys know Andrew from the X-Wing community, um, he's a great guy. So I'm hoping to have some tokens and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, we, we do want to have good prize support. So our first place will be pretty killer. I think a, a full set of those tokens is pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, I would, they're so they're, they're quite expensive. Uh, they are really nice. 
are you guys going to do anything like a bounty board this time around as well? Yeah, I mean, anything that's supported on the Discord, you know, I'm happy to. I've I'm I've been a bit of a procrastinator about contacting LJ to get us on the Discord, but I'll go ahead and rectify that and get something up there so people can chit chat and coordinate. Um, and I'm a, I'm a real estate agent by trade, so I wind up spending all day on the phone and I just get distracted and burned out in the evenings. Yeah, my job is arguing with insurance companies, so I completely understand that. By the time that it's the end of the day, I'm, I'm ready to cease communication. Uh, let's talk about the, the terrain situation a little bit. Um, you said you've got uh, 32, 32 players and then probably going to have 16 tables for each day with the, yeah. the team tournament and then for the main event. Um, are they going to be mostly like community focused? Are you bringing them yourself? How's that working out? So I am working with a couple of communities. Uh, so I've got a couple local guys here and uh, we have some local guys in the Tidewater region who are helping us have tables. Um, and just I, I didn't cover this earlier. I have run an RPQ myself in which I had like Matt Kish and some of those players come down from New York and I did tables there and everyone thought my tables. It was the weekend before COVID really happened. Uh, I was the last RPQ at the end of March and um, we, I'm a table terrain dense guy. I do like area terrain um, and I like, I like to give people things to chat about. Um, I'm not a huge fan of sniper alleys. So I try to make sure that that's not a, a consistent thing all the time. So. I'm not as good at Nick at making tables, but I will try (laughs) really, really hard. And then I have a friend named Sean, who's a structure, a mechanical engineer, not an electrical engineer, and he's really good at designing tables and stuff. So I'll have him help me too. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I always look for, I, that's my first thing when I see events pop up and I see the pictures, like I'm always looking at the terrain because like I'm most, I want to steal some ideas like, and I want people to steal ideas from me. Like, let's just like, you know, it's like a competition. I'm obviously going to win, but you know, yeah, I mean, as far as the terrain, make it good at yeah. least. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not going to win a real competition. <laughs> Cause you're always judging everybody. That's my excuse. <laughs> it's held up so far. Um, but yeah, it sounds great. I can't wait to see. Um, are you guys using, uh, like mats or are you guys like painting table toppers? Um, we've seen a few different, we'll have mats. Lately. You'll have mats. Okay, great. We'll mats. I'm I'm big on the mats. So you mentioned the the sign up link is on the website. Do you guys have like a Facebook page or a Twitter feed or anything like that? Uh, I don't believe we have a Twitter feed, but there is a Facebook page. Okay, so you can check that out there as well. We hope everybody can come out and just have a good time. Uh, we are supporting a lot all of the Star Wars systems. So X-Wing, Armada, yeah, um, Crisis Protocol. There's a ton of games that'll be there, um, and. You know, we're really sad to have to compete with uh, the Stabcast guys, but yeah, um, I know a lot of like the local X-wing players in my area were getting like we're excited for Richmond. They were like talking about going. Well, let them know that they they got a set of those super fancy tokens for that too. Oh, okay. So. Legion tokens? You're giving them Legion tokens? They no, they got the Legion tokens <laughs> and they got the. Uh, I, the... I look, I I agree with the idea to give X-wing players Legion tokens. Because <laughs> they they're can find be, the superior game. They need. I mean, they need all the help they can get nowadays. Well, they're struggling, right? Yeah, you know, I, it's uh, it seems like it's always negative <laughs> negative clouds over in that. Uh, game. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to plug, like for the event? Um, any of the sponsors or uh, any of the other guys involved? We're happy to support all of these communities. Um, and we're excited to have people have an opportunity to come to Richmond. It's a really easy place to get to. Um, 
you know, you can take the train here, you can drive down 95, you can fly. Um, and we hope to be able to make this a regular thing uh, yearly. I don't know that we'll want to do Memorial Day weekend again, but we, we do want to try to make it a yearly thing. So, Do you have a recommendation for airports flying into? Um, I, I generally drive, I drive to Virginia, so I'm not too familiar with it. Just, just the system. Richmond Airport. Richmond Bird. Um, is the main airport here. So just fly into there. If you if you want, you can fly into Norfolk. That's about an hour drive in, hour and 10 minutes in. Um, if you're in the Northeast, you know, it's really easy to just take the train. It's a four-hour train, five-hour train, uh, and the trains are running well. So Cool. That's good. Uh, does anyone have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up then? Thank you guys for having me on. We really appreciate the opportunity just to share this with you guys. No problem. Yeah. Of course, we'll have the links in the description here at the end of the episode. And yeah, if anyone has any questions, I'll make sure that I just leave your Discord tag. It's probably the easiest way to reach you. Yeah. Cool. You guys have a great day. You as well. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And if anyone has any questions, as always, please feel free to reach out to Nick and I. Um, Hustle and Fett, Kevin here is going to be the TO for Richmond. So we'll leave those links as well. And I hope everyone has a good day.